Hello, welcome to the Youth Work State of Mind podcast. Uh, it's the podcast um, that helps to encourage and equip anyone who's working with young people in a ministry context. And uh, as ever, I'm joined by Ben, the Diocesan Youth Advisor for Blood and Diocese. Ben, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm all right. We're getting we- over some technical gremlins, but we're, we're doing all yes. right. Yes. Well, that is the beauty of live internet work, isn't it? Um, so yeah, no, I'm doing well, mate. I'm doing well, settling in. It's uh, it's quite fun to be back. It is, yes. It is fun to be back. Um, over the next hour, we're going to be discussing today's question, which is, how do we build a great team of youth leaders? Not just a team, a great team of youth leaders, because that's what we're doing. And if you're watching this live on YouTube, please feel free to get involved with the discussion by writing some questions or any comments that you have um, down below. Uh, and uh, we will go through any questions or comments at the end of the podcast today. And, and if you're listening to the audio version of this, um, but we want to, ju- but you want to join in with future live versions because you didn't know it was live, then make sure you follow us on Instagram at YouthWorkStateOfMind, all one word, uh, to get notified of future podcasts uh, so you can join with us live. All the information for this uh, is going to be in the show's description as well in whichever podcast app you're using. But before we get on to our topic today, we need to introduce the people who are going to be tackling this question with Ben and I. So first up, we have our first return guest on the Youth Work State of Mind podcast, Susie. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Very nice to see you all back online. Yeah, very Um, cool. Do you want to just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? And then could you please answer this question? If you were walking out to a boxing ring for a fight, what would your walk-on music be? (laughs) That's such a great question. I'm going to try and think of an answer while you while I introduce myself. Uh, so I'm Susie. I um, uh, live in Chorley, and uh, I'm youth officer for the Diocese of Blackburn. Currently, also um, acting assistant uh, director in the education team uh, with another. I think you just legend. said Blackburn. I, I did, didn't I? I meant to say Manchester. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Acting assistant director. Of the- Board of Education in Manchester Diocese. I've been here a long time. I should know that by now. Uh, and um, yeah, so that's me. I have a dog. Uh, I love stationery. And um, it's very nice to be here. And answer to your question, um, I think it would be a mashup. I think I I'm, I'm, I mean, the idea of coming out into a boxing match is quite terrifying for me in the first place because I come out with a sense of foreboding that I'm going to lose. Um but I think it would be a mashup. I'd come out to kind of the strains of something classical, like maybe Vivaldi's Four Seasons, maybe Autumn, um, and then it would suddenly turn into um, Ant and Dex, Let's Get Ready to Rumble, I think. Just to <laughs> give people like a air of like, oh, maybe she's really cool and a very classy boxer. And then I just, then it would just be, let's get ready to rumble. That's probably what it would be. Nice. I like this. <laughs> this is this is a good mashup. I'm I'm here for that. Brilliant. Our second guest is Graham. And uh the same for you, please. Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh if what your walk on music would be if you were walking out for a boxing fight? Uh hi, yeah, good morning everybody. Uh, so I'm Graham. I'm the youth lead on the children, young people and families team for the Diocese of Leeds. 
Um, I mean, oh, maybe I should go for Blackburn too. Blackburn, yes. Yeah, all, all Blackburn. Um, whoop, whoop, Blackburn. Um, it's, it's just the best place. That's what it is. That's what it is. Only because you and Dave are there. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I juggle that with a couple of um, part-time youth work jobs. Um, I'm, I, yeah, see, I'm, I'm not very good at um, uh, taking... The idea of walkout music very seriously. I was, I, uh, yeah, um, I, you know, because you, you want, you know, you want your intense stuff, um, uh, but like, I think, I think I'd, I'd, I'd sort of uh, just go for maybe something like a uh, Runaway uh, by the Cause, you know, um, just, just have something to, to mess with my opposition's mind a little bit, um, <laughs> and just leave them a little bit ambiguous if uh, as to what my intentions are. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic, fantastic <laughs> suggestions. We've reached the part of the show, you can kind of tell, we kind of like to have a little bit of fun on this show. And uh, this time we are going to be bringing back one of our fun features from last time, uh, last series, which is Bible Characters As, where we ask our guests to suggest Bible characters that would fit into certain circumstances. This time, we'd like our guests to suggest Bible Characters As, members of a youth team. Who from the Bible would be good or maybe not so good? Don't know what you're suggesting uh, on a youth team. Um, and if you're watching us, uh, or if you're watching along with us live, please feel free to put your comments um, and your suggestions in the comments as well. Um, that'd be great. Uh, shall we start with Graham? Uh, I'll start for 10. Um, I mean, you know, every 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 youth team could do with uh, that, that that lad with the uh, the loaves and fishes. Um, you know, the bit where you kind of go, I was like, oh, have we got, has anyone, oh, we've, we've not brought like the crucial bit of equipment. And then there's, there's, uh, there's your leader who kind of like, so, oh yeah, no, it's okay. Like I've got a torque wrench in my boot or, you know, like, I've got three spare reels of duct tape. Um, um, but, you know, I've, I've got a badge making machine and he's like, oh, someone, someone's come equipped for today. So, um, so I think, I think, um, I mean, it, we don't know their name, but that child, um, you know, that's the sort of youth leader they'd, they'd be. Love that. Oh, well, I had three, so um, oh, am I allowed to say three? Oh, so my, similar to Graham, great um, thoughts um, from Graham, I love that one, uh, is Noah, because Noah was like super practical and actually had to build an ark on his own. And so sometimes uh, I think to have a Noah on your team would be awesome, a bit risk-taking, but obviously would have a, you know, risk assessment for any uh, advanced kind of uh, boat building that might go on in a youth group. But I think someone I always love in a team, someone who is super practical and can come up with a solution for kind of practical issues that are, you know, everyone else is terrified and it's all going to go pear shaped. And this person goes, ah, but why don't we do this? And I love that. And I think Noah would be that kind of uh, youth leader on the team. Would you, would you, would you need to be like a little bit cautious for like the, um, sort of uh, end of term social amongst the leaders as to kind of what Noah got up to. <laughs> Why, what are you suggesting, Graham? Uh, I'm just, I'm just, you know, there's, there's that, that, the whole awkward uh, episode kind of with, uh, with Noah getting drunk. Um, oh yeah, there is uh, that, yeah. So, I mean, that's the bit where your youth leader's kind of like, <laughs> right, let's get a blanket and like... <laughs> Well, hopefully he will have had some really good training around best practice before he started to avoid those moments. <laughs> Genius. 
I quite like. Um, I, I was also thinking, wouldn't Angel, the Angel Gabriel, make a great <laughs> like just boom? There they are, <laughs> fantastic, but really great communication skills. Really good, you know, looks amazing, but also not amazing as in you know, looks amazing because of the way they arrive into kind of situations, but also really effective communicator and helping to people understand uh, um, maybe things that may be a little complicated, but in real, with real clarity. So, yeah, I'd love an Angel Gabriel as well on the team. I'll dive in and say you kind of always want an Esther on your team because she's risen to this position for such a time as this. So um, even if it's someone that is just there in the wings, that's an emergency leader, that person that you can ring up and go, we've got no one. We've got no one else. Would you step in? And she would be like, I'm there without fail. I'm there. So yeah, there you go. The joy that the joy that is. I think that would probably be the way. That's someone I think who would be good to have on have on team. Um I guess, I guess King David wouldn't be bad either. So <laughs> King David, just you know. I mean again, dubious dubious in parts of his life, but you know, generally someone that can lead worship can herd sheep. So herding young people is always helpful, particularly if you're running a youth club. So yeah, I think he's probably. Do, 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 do you guys know, uh, know uh, j- jail? Uh, not, not jail, prison, like j- j- jail, j- <laughs> J-A-E-L, like, um, like Cicero, um, like, uh, oh, judges. Um, so um, uh, jail, like knocks a tent peg through the temple um of um is it is it Cicero or oh, crumbs um uh and uh, I just think um that you know that would that would be a leader you'd want to be really cautious about if you're going <laughs> on a camping residential it's like I'll take that mallet thank you very much yeah 100%. Um, I was on, on a serious point I was this, this morning I was um uh reading the I think it was a lecturing passage for this morning um um about Naaman, and I love the story of Naaman. Um, there's so there's so much interesting bits in that. But uh, um, Naaman's servants uh, or slaves who advisors, when when um, he's told that the way to get rid of his his leprosy is is to go um, bathe bathe in the in the river, and he's, he's like, what? I've I've come all this way to bathe in a river. It's like I, we've got rivers back home. Could have done it there. Um, and and it's his his uh, his servants are like. Just, just saying, uh, you know, take it or leave it. But if it had been a hard thing, you would have done it. So if it's an easy thing, why not give it a go? And um, I think in in every in every youth team, it's really helpful to have that person who's able just to just to kind of chip in on your ear and say, just you know, maybe have a think about this. And you go, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, good, good chat, good chat. I love that. I love that. My other one was Ruth. Um, I'm always inspired by her. A <laughs> extraordinary uh, woman. And I just think there's something wonderfully loyal about her. And much like you were saying, Ben, you know, sometimes um, things get, you know, complicated and you know, people might be poorly. And, uh, but there's so much more to being loyal, um, particularly to young people, I think. Young people need loyal people around them and you know, she showed a huge amount of love and care to like the people around her 
and she was a real grafter as well. She she really worked hard and, you know, often will have probably, I mean, obviously I didn't know her personally, but uh, I can imagine she's the kind of person who would have used her initiative and just done the jobs that she could see that needed doing around her rather than waiting to be asked and going, ta-da, look at me, I'm so helpful. Um, just a real humble, loyal, loving, inspiring woman. Um, she'd be a great role model for young women, I think, as well. And young men as well. Today, we're tackling this question of how do we build a great team of youth leaders? Um, for a lot of us, youth work, um, youth ministry, and especially um, our teams have looked like they've been massively hit by COVID, by lockdowns, by all the changes with that. And so we've seen we've seen groups struggling to get back up and running. We've struggled, with churches have struggled with volunteers across the board. And um, so how do we, how do we start a team? How do we discern who to bring into that? Can we be that picky? Um, <laughs> and and how do we do so in a way that creates stability for the future? Hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll be a little closer to the answers that you need for your context. Um, so, so we're hopefully in a place where this all kind of rolls together beautifully. Um, but let's start off with a, 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 probably a question that feels a little bit more left of field. Maybe we're kind of leaning into something. But how can I, we, us, um, our leaders out there, be the best leader that we can be? What are the qualities of the best leader that we we can be? Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> I'm, so I'm so glad. No, no. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, I think uh, one of the qualities... Um, is to be a good listener. I think over the years that I've done youth work, I wish I'd listened more. And uh, um, because there's a lot of really important stuff that people are saying. And I think we've really lost, as in general, the ability to listen deeply and well. And um, and that, that takes on many forms. I think um, most importantly, listening to God, making space to hear his voice and um, and what he's asking us to do individually, um, you know, and corporately as a youth group or as a church, I think that's so important. I think uh, listening to our team, to each other is really important. Um, listening to the bigger picture of what's going on is really key. Um, but 100%, I think for me, one of the most important things for us to do is listen to our young people. I don't think we do that enough. And um, I often say this phrase, and Graham's probably heard me say this six million times, so I apologise, is that we're so quick to do youth work to young people and not with young people. And if we do youth work with young people, we give masses more space for their voices to be heard. And they've got so much to say and so much wisdom. Um, for me, and I've learned this because I'm a chatterbox, um, that actually stopping and listening is is has been critical and where there's been pivotal big decisions that have needed making or you've got yourself stuck in a rut or um kind of feeling a bit kind of broken by what's going on around a bit discouraged um just stopping and hearing the voice of god but also listening to the wise people around you and and hearing what young people are saying as well so yeah i would go listener be, be good at listening I was struggling because I keep uh, singing the, uh, that Pokemon theme to myself. I want to be the very best that no one ever was. Um, does that 
does that now have copyright implications? <laughs> Possibly does. Depends on how well you sang it. Actually. Yeah, I was about to say if I sang it really badly, does that is that okay? Um, <laughs> um, if if I sang it really bad, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think um, I, I'm in a similar vein to listening. I mean, I think being being open to learning. Um, there's a uh, there's a Sherlock Holmes slash Conan Doyle quotation that I was uh, quite quite like of them. Um, education never ceases, Watson. It's a series of lessons with the greatest for the last. Um, and I just you know yeah that I have a mentality of always always learning, always always gleaning, um, like new understanding. Um, and, and not in the sense of like there must be an intensive training regime um like cpd is good uh but at the same time um you know you don't want people to feel like they're constantly having somebody chasing them um like one of my employers is chasing me with emails because i've not done my gdpr training um uh, uh but yeah so i think having having that that willingness to to, to yeah to keep learning keep learning, learning learning from other people learning from young people learning from your mistakes um i've been on a a, a lowland training a lowland leader training course this weekend and uh, it's um, really interesting hearing the instructors for that talk about the importance of of, of learning from your mistakes um um yeah and i, I think just could not assuming that you've, you've got it all sorted mm-hmm. and that's that's really dangerous to do in, in any in any kind of environment but like yeah in youth work going well young people are the same and i've been doing youth work for the last 10 years and I, young people haven't changed in the last 10 years i've been like well i mean there's a whole question of kind of you know whether society's changed or whether the context changed or whatever but also like you're not working necessarily with the same you know if you are working with the same young person great although they also will have changed but if you're working with different young people then you've got to start, start that journey with each young person kind of you know at the beginning you can't just assume you get to to skip to sort of halfway through the book so um uh, yeah i think i've made that point several thousand times over sorry for <laughs> slight waffle there but keep learning well it's, 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 it's but it's transient though isn't it so like we we have often said with uh, and often say to people like you know you might have a 10-year vision for your youth ministry or like a 400 year like wherever this is going sort of what a long time um but actually reality is you that will move forward and back depending on the young people because it's transient the entire time we're in it and and i think that's that is kind of part of what we're talking about is is leaders that can adapt that are um that i i I think one of the biggest things for me so I, i totally absolutely listener someone who's a listener someone who's a learner but someone who's servant-hearted, and that sounds really daft. But I, like, I've been—I don't know. I mean, I've—I've I've worked with some incredible like leaders that will volunteer for anything and everything. And then there's others that sort of turn their nose up at you that almost say, "No, no, 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 no! I didn't sign up to do that. I signed up for the sort of the the glamorous bits, like leading stuff and this that, and the other." I think it takes it takes someone who's happy to stack chairs at the beginning to use that age-old adage happy to stack chairs to set up a building as well as be the person that, you know, stands at the front and, and starts, starts the thing or does the Bible study or whatever it is that your youth group looks like. And I think that's, that's the balance. Everyone isn't there. There's like, actually, if we're in there, we're in it together and actually mm-hmm. therefore we all play a part and, mm-hmm. and everyone, and that there are different roles. And whilst that might well be um, absolutely the right, the right thing. Um, and and absolutely 
sort of right in terms of um, we've got different roles, but everyone mucking in together. It means if I'm the first one to turn up and I've got to lead a lead something, but someone else is delayed, I'll just get on and clear chairs. I'll clean up. I'll muck in. If someone, if a young person's ill, then we all kind of muck in. Um, and it and it and it, I think there's there's something really in that, isn't there? There's so so actually, I think yeah. So yeah, how how can we be the best leader? Anything else to throw in the mix? Is there any other qualities you'd throw in there? I just is it, I think it's really interesting listening to you say that, Ben, because I think that they're, they're all um, uh, closely related. I was thinking about you know sometimes you can draw up sort of what you and um, what qualities you'd you'd like in a, in, a, in a leader, and it's you know it's good to have to recognize to identify some some good mm. attributes to, to have or, um, or to work towards and and i think that latter part is key because uh you can go well i'm i'm not um super organized or i'm not like really fun and charismatic up front um or i'm i'm really bad at counting 10 p's in the talk shop or something. like like it can be really easy to identify lots of stuff we go well I've, I've not got that um and it's not about having it um it's about being um and partly kind of being aware of you know your your own strengths and weaknesses but then but also kind of being open to that that journey and that and that journey then that happens because you you listen to people because you learn because you are servant-hearted um and so like so all of those 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 three that we've we've named like are really fundamental because you don't have to be it you're on a journey and and like it probably shift and all you'll go beyond it to become a superhuman i don't know um but um like yeah so i think that that aptitude is that the right word um um certainly that attitude um i i think is is, is really key and mm-hmm. so yeah it's interesting that that thread sort of stitches together those three responses from us yeah how do we gather a volunteer team in a big truck <laughs> scoop them off the streets. <laughs> are you are you are you um <laughs> are you condoning the um No, not at all. Just being funny. <laughs> not at all. Just thought That's I'd throw the, that in for lols. I, I think um for me, uh and we've had this conversation a couple of times before and um it may well crop up again. Um I think we need to be really clear that we that we don't uh, that that when we're looking for a team, uh, I really advocate the kind of one-on-one approach. I like to have individual conversations with people because if we know them, we recognise their giftings and their talents and their skills and their, you know, their quirks, which we love. And we, you know, they may never have even thought about doing youth work before because they probably don't think they're cool enough to be it. So we just have to get rid of all those kind of um, youth leader stereotypes. You know, you've got to be hip cool and trendy wear a super dry hoodie and know all the tunes um but i for me some of the some of the the ways in which my i've brought volunteer teams together have been around individual conversations where people have been able to say Was you, do you really think i could do this and and actually yes and we and i give people opportunity to do like taster sessions um but also uh, is it's is creating those opportunities for um, people to come and just give it a try and not saying that we do that at, at the cost of our young people we do that in a really well managed way obviously with all the appropriate checks in place etc cetera, etc cetera. but for some people I remember uh, years ago when I was running a youth group in uh, a church I worked for a mum came along and said oh I, I'm happy to help out with a tuck shop a year later she was like involved so deeply in the youth work because she suddenly realized 
I can do this. And that's, I think, a really clear message that we want to be saying is to people is, is, is that, you know, the, get rid of the stereotypes and that sets people free to see what they can bring. And if they love young people appropriately and if they want the best for them, uh, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, or, you know, uh, then that for me is, is brilliant. And the rest, you know, is trainable, I think. So yeah, I would create opportunities for those individual conversations. But, um, there is a debate about whether you go up the front of church and say, we really need youth leaders. If you take small crying children with you, yeah, maybe that will work. But that's emotional blackmail, and I can't endorse that. I'm afraid. <laughs> Susie Maple Dorham does not endorse this. Endorse this message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do you, I, I mean, Susie, could you turn that into one of those um, one of those Christmas adverts you get with a, possibly yes, a sort of black and white. Yeah, I know what. Yes, of, yeah, yeah, of, yep. of a, a sort of a. A child round a table mm. in a hall, kind yeah. of salvation no army. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Will you yeah. come and help change this child's life <laughs> by volunteering seven thirty to nine thirty every Friday? <laughs> I love that. I have to admit, I'm 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 always easy. I'm a big endorser of the the wonderful world of like calling out someone's best. Um, and calling out kind of the gifting you see in them. Um, and I think there is something of that. You have to be obviously careful with it, that you know the people. But it's, I think there is a, there is definitely, there's definitely something of starting people on that journey. Graham talked about it earlier. That is like, so we're, we often talk about sort of there being helpers, assistants and leaders within within sort of youth group settings, which means that, you might invite someone in as a helper and say, would you come exactly that example of, would you come and lead a talk shop? Would you help make this? Would you come do this? We know you've got, we know you're all over, like your name's on the rotor. You're allowed to be in the kitchen. You know, if your church is only let certain people in, but so, so you know that that person can do that, but then when they get alongside young people, they start mm. to care about them and love them more. And, and therefore then they sort of say, well, can I come and help with a game or can I help, can I sit in the session and can I get alongside them? And before you know it, you've seen them both grow in their faith and in their confidence and in their like sort of vision and ownership of this group of young people and just care for them, love them and, and want to see them grow. And I think, so there's, I think there is something of that and, and equally being able to sit on the edge of stuff and sort of say, so on the edge of church and see who are the people that naturally connect with young people is a great starting point because actually if you see that there's i mean the the age old adage that and, and it, maybe it's just maybe it's me that came up with this i don't think it is me that came up with it but because i've heard it quoted elsewhere where but um but young people and children will gravitate to the oldest person in the room that gives them attention so if you take that into a church context you sit there and see who are the older people that young people naturally gravitate to who are the people that actually they get alongside who are they naturally connecting with and doing life with and are they the right people and then you have to ask the question are they right people to be sat in sat in our youth groups leading our youth groups and if but if they're not then it's saying what's like should they be and actually have they got some life experience have they got some have they got a love for god that can be enthused like enthused into these young people and how does that pass on and i think there's 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 kind of it's, it's that discernment process that takes sometimes takes quite a long time but I think it's valuable um 
and and we might we might disagree slightly on the standard front of church because I think it sadly communicates a bit of desperation, personally mm. speaking. And I think that's where that's what worries me is stands up and goes, Ooh, we just need someone, please, someone, anyone, anyone will do, anyone with a heartbeat, come and just sit in with our young people. Like it just communicates the wrong thing. We don't do that for church leaders. And when we're asking people to lead and disciple and pastor our children and our young people, then we need to be specific about it. But I, I have a feeling someone might disagree with that in the room. So, <laughs> okay, Dave. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. I was. I think it's no. It's not. It's not that I disagree. I think it's. It's. I think it's both. And um, my 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 because I I, I get the, the desperation thing, but I think you can equally do that in a one-to-one conversation, like. Oh, Siobhan, please, please, will you help us? Like, and in a sense, that's even more emotionally blackmailing than dragging the children up the front because Siobhan's now backed into a corner with a teacup and there's nothing she can do. <laughs> like, um, I, I think, I think having a, a a direct conversation with somebody is 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 good because it, um, it's it's specific, it's targeted. You've recognised that individual, so it's complementary. It gives them opportunity to ask questions, um, like. But I think you also need to be really self-aware when you're approaching people that you don't end up always approaching the same sort of person. You're like, mm. oh, look, there's a there's a white middle class male and like me. Mm. And I think they would be great. It'd be great to have them as my friend mm. on this team. I mean, on this team as my friend. Um, uh, uh, and, you know, and, and, and I mean, that's, that's true in lots of ways. So that doesn't negate, like, negate that as a, as a, as a route it's just something you need to be aware of but then also how do people find out that helping with youth work is a possibility in your church because mm. if 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 the way that that always happens is by personal invitation yeah yeah I'm, I'm sure we've all come across contexts um where roots uh interpositions are closed where it's always about like knowing the right person and so i think standing up front and saying like there is an opportunity for people to be involved you have to be careful about how you pitch it so you don't just sound like you're doing a desperate plea mm. um but it makes people aware so even though i think it will be less effective as, as, a, as a as a mechanism i think it's worthwhile because it makes people mm. aware that this is a possibility and um, it also reminds the church that the youth work exists um mm. and so it may be that you know if you're doing you've got a quick notice slot and you're doing a plug and then you, you can close that with like, hey, can we all pray for the young people in our church? And then that, like, and you've you've helped kind of church be mindful that there are young yeah. people that are part of this community too, which is why, I, yeah. So I like, I think I'm, I'm quite happy to acknowledge, I think it's less effective, but I, I don't think it's less valuable, if that makes sense. Um, Much, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's really wise, Graham. Uh, I think, and now I'm, I'm always, see, it's why it's important to listen because you can't always think you've got it nailed because I think there's some real wisdom in that, in keeping the profile of our ministry amongst children and young people in our churches up on the agenda. And I wonder if there's something in that as well, what we used to do when we were looking for new youth leaders. Um, and that's an, that's a real issue, I think, across the church at the moment, particularly um, as we as some churches are coming back, you know, continuing to return back to face to face. Some churches are um, restarting their youth work with a much more depleted voluntary team. I think there's something powerful about that upfront conversation that's about what we can offer them as well. It's not just that one way thing of 
saying this is what you want we want you to do for us and this may well seep into another question so I won't say too much but um but but actually I think it's a two-way thing if we're asking people to be part of this amazing group of young people what we also offering them as well not as a kind of you know oh well if you come and do this we'll give you 16 milky tray delicious chocolate boxes every week um but actually i think there are some really practically practical and generous things that we can do for our volunteer teams that say actually this is we want to we want to continue to enable you to grow through this opportunity for ministry as well so yeah thank you graham wise as ever no, no, I mean, but I, I think, you know, it's, it's all, there's lots of wisdom. I, I, I want to pick up on something that Ben was saying about, you know, having somebody there and they can, you know, might start off helping and then kind of um, really get to to feel for the young people. And they also might not, um, mm. like, you know, one, 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 one model in terms of gathering a volunteer is to sort of invite somebody to come down and see what's going on. You need to make sure that you do that um, in, a, in, a, in a safe way. And you also want to make sure you're, you're not, affecting your group dynamics so much if you sort of you know you've got your, your youth group of like six young people and you're like hey we've brought three leaders down to watch this evening they're just going to sit in the corner and stare like <laughs> um, but if you like if you have somebody down al- alongside stuff then you get an opportunity they get an opportunity to sort of see what it is you do uh, and and sort of um, meet some young people but you also get an opportunity to see what it is they do and how they're with young people and it, and it may be that off the back of that they decide or, or you decide that actually this isn't such a good fit, um, and, and you, you know therefore it's really important before you go into that 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 they're aware this is sort of like a like a little bit of a trial thing. You, you know you don't want them to go down. They go, I loved it, and you go, no, yeah, and, and be like really hurtful. Um, so like it, it's important that that's um, a really overt process, but um, uh, without it also being really serious like a trial. But yeah, I think it, it, it's really helpful to kind of help get people that opportunity for to kind of work out maybe this isn't for them because um like uh, um i, I want to really careful how i say this is in a sense because I, I i don't want to give the impression that i have any disregard for volunteers because uh, the church's youth ministry is entirely reliant on volunteers um and in a very good way because volunteers bring huge huge amounts of life and reality into youth ministry um, and I imagine that uh, all our involvement started out on a voluntary basis. Well, maybe maybe Susie got paid from the cradle. Um, no. But, um, uh, uh, <laughs> Could you imagine? But, like, um, you don't want a bad volunteer. Um, like, and that's not um, saying that volunteers can't develop, can't go on journeys or anything like that. Um, but if you if you sign somebody up, kind of without sort of doing any thorough checks or anything, you know, follow. Uh, safe for recruitment, please do. Uh, Church of England, safe for recruitment. Um, but and you know, you don't do any kind of like, hey, get a feel for this. You don't have a feel for this individual. I mean, you have somebody in, and and they're awful. And then you've got this whole thing of like, how do I now, like, get this person out? Like, and and not because you you hate them, but you just really your gifting isn't in this place. This is a mm-hmm. bad fit. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So I think having the opportunity to kind of get a moment to go, yes, this person is awesome but also maybe maybe this isn't the right ministry and but don't you feel like at times we can feel like we're so short of leaders and i'm not i'm not saying this is right that sometimes we stick with the bad fit because actually we think oh pants we've got to fill a rota or we've not got enough people to make this run and i think that that is a danger isn't it and um 
So no, I, I uh, that's that was very wise. Thank you. That's incredible um, to sort of put in the conversation. I think there is there is something um, I, I I kind of I would say like, and I agree with everything. Um, thank you for your wisdom on the standing at the ch- front of church, mm-hmm. like that priority thing. You miss it sometimes, and I think sometimes we kind of spend a lot of time kind of going, oh, just it's all invitation. Um, the thing I would always say um, with the invitation stuff, and this feeds into what Graham says, is I always have the conversation then say, I'll check in with you later. Like, do I always come back to someone? Let them let them contemplate it. Let them pray about it. Let them reflect on it. Um, don't well, for of, about seven minutes. Do you give them about at least seven minutes? Seven minutes? All you don't yeah. want is that, that situation where you've <laughs> pinned someone in a corner with a teacup kind of going, you know, you need to say yes. It's, it's actually saying if you're going to discern this, Mm. We need you to discern this really well, and 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 I think that's yeah. that's important, isn't it? And sometimes they may it may be something that they really want to do, but family life and work life and other kind of commitments get in the way. But if it means they can give maybe once a fortnight or once a month, um, then you know that's what I I think that's worth exploring. I think often we we lay it out in such a way that it's like, well, you're never going to have another social life again because every Friday night you're going to be down the youth centre. And if that's, you know, that's for some people that's, you know, that's works for them, but for others, maybe less regularly. And actually, we've done that in the past where we've created rotors for the younger age range. Um, and that's worked really well for people because they know, you know, oh, I'm on this week, but I'm not on that week. And the young people begin to get, you know, oh, yeah, well, she'll be here next week or he'll be here next week as well. So I think there's an opportunity to explore that and say, if this is something you want to do, but there are other factors that, you know, we can maybe work with to enable you to do this, then yeah, I think it's worth those conversations, definitely. Absolutely. And I think like laying out expectation within the midst of that is always really handy like mm-hmm. I, I know churches that write job descriptions for their yeah. volunteers just so that they can put it in someone's hand and go take this away mm-hmm. have a look at it so you mm-hmm. know what's involved mm-hmm. um and so and and I, I mean someone once said this to you and i don't think this is necessarily the most accurate thing but it's e- it's actually easier to ask someone for 20 hours of their week than two hours of their week because 20 hours they realize is a commitment and they've got to work out how that fits whereas two hours you'll always think i can fit that in and I think, does that make sense? And that sounds really yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I think that just describes my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, it, and I think it probably does to, for quite a lot of us. But but I think to say to someone, can you do two hours in a week? They think, yeah, of course I can. I can just show up and do this. Whereas we all know that actually in reality, what we're hoping from youth is they're, they're praying for young people, they're involved in planning potentially, that they're thinking this through, that they're doing this safely, that it's not just bowl in and make it up as we go along and therefore actually that's more time isn't it depending on the role um i think i'm, I'm really conscious of time with this and dave might be about to yeah. flag this to me the one the one thing that we one thing that i'm i'm a massive advocate of for our churches that we if we can that and and i nick this from birmingham diocese but everyone's a youth worker everyone's a youth leader is something they came up with so everyone in your church can pray for young people and it's, there's something of a culture of praying for your young people and actually therefore you engage everyone with praying there's something of therefore encouraging people to think positively and speak positively of young people and being champions so championing youth workers and then that slightly smaller group um, or probably quite smaller group is you're doing youth workers and so there's this kind of aspect of 
actually seeing the whole church as part of your youth team, but actually that they have different roles within it. And one of the first things that we say to a lot of churches that are saying, well, how do we start? We say, start praying. Get your church praying for young people. You've not got anything running. So if you're totally from ground zero, even if you've got no young people, pray for them. Because you can have a ministry to young people without any young people if you're praying for them. Because you're praying for their school, where they are, the kids you see at bus stops. Be active in that and it starts the journey. And I think sometimes it's one of those that that can be sort of a, feels like a very long termism. But actually, if we start praying, then we can we shift that. So. So we've we've cornered the people in the in the room with a teacup, and we've managed to get them on the team. We've done a, an appeal at the front of the church, and anyone, um, and you've got a team now. How do we, as uh, leaders, bring out the best um, of everyone on that team? Uh, because they're all going to be from different backgrounds. They're all going to maybe have different time commitments and, and pressures in their own, in their own life. Um, I'm going to pick up on um, something Ben was talking about in terms of uh, role description stuff. Um, uh, that like, that's really useful when you're recruiting somebody, uh, but that's that's also really valuable for for getting the best out of people. It's people having an understanding of of what what their job's about. Um, I was uh, saying to people um, a couple of weeks ago that like, like few few things can cause unnecessary friction like uh, somebody being perennially late because they think this is the time that they're going to turn up and somebody like just getting really more and more frustrated and grumpy and angry because actually the time they think they should be there is another time uh and so then you you, you kind of end up with like situations like that that are, mm-hmm. are totally avoidable just with some some clear communication oh, just just with some clear communication i was organizations hire people to work on comms um but uh like yeah, so I think people understanding what what their 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 role involves, um, and so then, yeah, having a, a clear understanding of that will will help them. You've just touched on it, Graham. I think communication, working out the best way to communicate with your team, um, really quickly. So whether that looks like a WhatsApp group or like a, another chat funk, like something else that you can kind of have week team. I don't know. But, pigeons pigeon absolutely does email work for one week like one team maybe it doesn't work for another like i don't know but finding out what the best way is to communicate which means that if someone is ill you're not turning up that time but you find out at the beginning of the day when they phoned in sick to work when they're not and you're saying oh i'm not going to be able to be there tonight but you're not you know they're not trying to wait to ring you or you to read an email <coughs> the vicar to ring an email before read an email before they ring you kind of so it's not this kind of cascade it can happen sort of there and then um, equally it allows you to communicate about sort of e- how each other are going on build relationship i guess is really key um and i think that's i think that's part of it isn't it is i guess one of the big things for me is vision in in youth ministry and and it's like if if people don't know what the vision is on the team they don't know what they're going after and therefore, when they know what they're going after, they own it and they feel like they belong. There's that whole, and actually people feeling like they're part of this team. They're not just a number that is needed. They're actually that they feel that 
that you invest in that team with time, with energy. We talked about chocolate earlier, but and it may not be that you you kind of give gifts every week, but actually, in some way, show appreciation to people. Um, and I think I think manners is a huge thing in youth ministry. After it sounds, you say please and you thank people when they've done something. I think that's huge, just for people feeling like they're appreciated because people always. Like I think, and that sounds really weird to get the best out of people, but best out of everyone. Actually, there's some general rules that says, like, how do I get you at your best? Um, generally speaking, people, if you're polite to people, they go, "Oh, fab! I'm really," and you appreciate people and honour them and thank them for stuff. Then they're more likely to actually next time around be a bit more forthcoming. Or, but anyway, that's not me being kind of manipulative. That I guess that's just me saying. That I think there's there's some huge value in that, but. There's um, <clears throat> um, a brilliant training course that some colleagues of ours wrote some years ago now called The Key. The um, Key. <clears throat> the key. And um, it's brilliant. I've used it a lot. I love it. I love it for lots of reasons. But one of the reasons is there's not a single PowerPoint slide inside. It's a very conversational, discursive kind of training around a table. And one of the best, uh, one of the bits that I love about this course is that one of the first things that, that the group is asked to do, and that's to go through a list of 10 um kind of values that that you might have as an individual and they really differ between uh like a real strong focus on being uh communicating the gospel and and uh discipleship to social action uh to having a real heart for young people who are on the kind of periphery of the youth group who might hang out outside but don't really want to come in and it's a whole list of different kind of values that you might have as individuals. And what, what the, the training does, it asks everyone to do that individually and not write what they think the vicar would want them to write or what they think their youth leader might want them to write. But actually, what is important to you? And what I love about that is that different people have different scores for different things. You rate it one to ten. And every time I've done it, different people will say, oh, yeah, that was in my top three or that was in my bottom three that was in the middle and sometimes people are like well, I didn't put the thing about discipleship at number one should I have done that when actually for other people that's really important and and for me that that's been pivotal to teams working well together because they recognize the individual and their values and the things that really ignite them uh, and actually when they're and then released into that area of uh, of 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 passion within the youth work it just thrives I remember one training event this woman said I just want to hang out with the kids outside and that's what she did and she was massively effective there um and so I think being able to recognize each individual for their own individuality and uniqueness and what they bring but also what what's meaningful for them and how we tease that out um, so that they can bring all, you know, who they are to ministry. We talk about authenticity in youth work all the time. It's a bit of a kind of slang word, isn't it? But it's so important. And if we can encourage people in what makes their heart beat fast, then I think that can be a really massive way of getting the best out of your team, recognising the individuality, but the corporateness of that team of bringing those individuals together. That that surely feeds into some of that recruitment stuff as well, though, doesn't it? It's and Graham said it before. Like we don't want to just be recruiting people that look like us, have the same skill set as us, and 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 it sounds daft. You you can have like a team full of people that can stand at the front and do what you like, what someone else can do, and that's great to have. But actually, mm -hmm. you need the people that can get alongside young people in the choir yeah. 
and can stand outside and get along. To it. And it's and it's and it's almost rec- it's knowing that those are those are qualities that you need, not just the value on standing at the front and yeah. leading something, because that's that's such a different, that's such a specific thing, and it's so church. But there's so much more to youth ministry within the life of a of a parish church, or even I, like I completely family. yeah I completely agree with that. However, there have been occasions when people have done that particular exercise and similar exercises um, who've never had the opportunity to think about and about what they're good at. And I think, you know, when we say these are the kind of people we want, most people might say, oh, but I'm not very good at that because no one's ever given them a a space to really know their gifts and their skills and their talents. And even if they think they're good at something, they've never felt confident to be able to say, actually, yeah, I can do that. Or or, I really feel passionate about that. So when we give people, oh, we'd like you to do da-da-da-da-da, some people might say, oh, I'd love to do that, but I'm not sure I'm very good at it. And actually what we do is we help to cultivate and nurture those gifts and those talents by bringing them on board. I think youth work can do massive, you know, huge things for people's confidence in leadership. Can I I kind of pick up on on what you said there? I think the importance of involving people um, you know whether whether you're um, a lead volunteer or an employee. Like if you're if you're the person that's heading up stuff, sometimes you can go like I, I know I know these people uh, trying to do this alongside lots of other commitments, and I want to make stuff as easy as possible, and so I'll try and get as many things done for them. And uh, and and I, there's there's a real lovely kind of heart bit in there, but but sometimes um, we can be guilty of uh, doing all the things and. Uh, not creating enough space for people to to, to be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, if somebody turns up and like they turn up to a session, everything's set up and uh, and all the resources are prepared, and they just kind of need to show up, float around, and then disappear. People will be like, oh, like, mm-hmm. do I matter in this place? And involving yeah. people is is really important. If yeah. you know, that's that's kind of and that's a combination of sharing out sort of the different responsibilities, but also then again, like recognizing people's giftings and so like you know, yeah, if you've got somebody who's like great and music came hey do you, do you want to lead a music evening or something and 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 create those opportunities for for people to be involved because it's it's not your youth ministry like you know it's it's god's ministry it's the church's ministry and so it's, it's really important there's collective ownership of that and collective involvement rather than it um yeah mm-hmm. we'll just be in one person uh, sorting out for everybody else brilliant um, how do we, we've talked a lot about kind of how to bring together a team and get, getting the best, best out of people. Um, sometimes like I've been involved in some youth ministry where some people have left and then that's really just killed the youth ministry or harmed it in, in such a big way that it's just been really hard to recover from that. How do we kind of build things into, into how we make our teams and stuff that that means we can sustain that for the long term. Uh, I do two things. First thing, uh, treat yourself. I think it's really good to do stuff with your team, like uh, go out for meals and just have a laugh, go temping bowling or whatever, really. I think making time to socialise together outside of your youth work space, I think can be really valuable. I've benefited from those times massively in the past where you just get to know each other on a different level, I think. Yeah, so that would be my, uh, that would be one of my, and the other one is to really make use of evaluation and reflection, the reflective kind of um, 
practice in our work because often we pack up after youth groups so quickly um that everyone you know was just a quick check rather than everyone okay 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 and uh, and then everyone kind of toddles off home and they're obviously exhausted because they've worked all day and then they've volunteered in the evening but I think there's something really important about evaluation at the end of the evening and building on that and listening to each other and you know, picking up the stuff that needs to be followed through and giving people's voice value. Um, you know, did I hear that right? You know, am I right to be concerned about that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, those would be two of my things. Shabba? Brilliant. I think, yeah, I think have, having fun together and learning together are really valuable things. Um, you're, trying to, you're trying to build um, a little bit of community. Uh, again, that you know, that's why I think involvement stuff is really important. Um, but so... Like some you know, some places might kind of like build this in so that like every half term we're going to have a training session and a social session or something. Um, but you you might not be in that position. People might only be able to manage it mm -hmm. like once a year. Um, but if you can uh, spend some time, uh, yeah, like doing doing a little bit of training together to help you think about something, uh, I think that's that's really valuable in terms of continuing to invest in leaders and, and build them up, but also to do that together so there's kind of interaction in that process and people can bounce off each other and again learn mm -hmm. about different perspectives from one another amongst the team but then also having some time together that's, that's purely social um and if if your church is in a position to help subsidize that um mm -hmm. i think that's great um like and i know that might sound a bit sort of scary or something but actually it's it's you know if you want to look at it from a from a church point of view it's about sustainability um it's about keeping people going and so having a meal together or gonna play around a crazy golf um you know go crabbing i don't know whatever um like but, but doing 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 something doing something as a team together um that you can just yeah have a bit of chill time but build each other up in relationship i'd go crabbing with you graham defo that's what i say has that been like a personal favorite of your of oh, your group's crabbing idea. <laughs> and it was actually it was actually a really traumatic episode because I caught. Oh, actually, this is this is going to turn really awkward. Let's just move on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> ben, have you got any tips oh, for sustainability? I, 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 just, I think I would just one of my big things is it's about is sharing responsibility. I guess I've been a lead lead leader, if you like, a few times on on in places, and I think. One of the things that, and it's hard because if you've if you've been someone that's built something up and you've and you've led something for a long time, actually stepping away can feel really hard, but it also can feel quite the best way because you're just going to let someone else pick it up. But actually, I think sharing responsibility, building confidence, so that learning together, where that looks like training. Sue's already mentioned the key. There's um, Youthscape Essentials, which. Um, is do is kind of is kind of probably doing some some of the, some, some really good stuff um, and do, sort of does character and youth culture and and then youth skills and I think one of the biggest things is building people's confidence, allowing people to own it, pass responsibility on. Like if you see someone who you who who's okay. maybe in a place where they mm -hmm. want to take on that and want to and you feel actually they need to be released in that because it's really cool to to be part of that then then do it don't hold on so tightly to it and and i think that's the, that sounds really odd we can we can so quickly our identity can be well you're the youth leader you're the youth worker you're this you're that and i think we probably get fall into that generally in the church but how do we i think one of the biggest things for me is how do we end well so so if you left the church how does your at what legacy do you pass on 
Um, so what is the what is the legacy of, of being involved in that? Is it just in young people or is it actually in leaders? Um, I think one of the biggest things is about as you leave somewhere that stuff carries on, that actually it's seamless. There's no there's no kind of thing and I and there's no kind of drop off in that. There's no oh young people go, Well, I'm not going to that because they're not there now. It's very much like massively in it's or hugely on us if you're kind of leading something to say actually how do we do that so dirty word i guess but is succession planning a little bit is is just huge sounds very businessy but succession planning in youth ministry is huge um and i think often when we have a worker it almost is harder because often that's money related whereas actually if it's volunteer related and it's based on someone giving their time and sewing into that that sometimes can be a bit easier but but that's that's yeah that's just i guess i've I've been a volunteer leader, kind of overseeing something for quite a lot, and and being able to do that well is is quite tricky sometimes. But doing exit well is really mm. valuable. Mm. Um, and like, and it, and it again ties back to role description stuff. You might put in that, um, like you know, this is for a year, and then we'll evaluate it again in a year's time. And and you can tie on like a church commissioning service as part of that. And that's where kind of celebrating your volunteers again, flag it up with the whole church. Maybe that's an opportunity just to, to you know, remind people that like volunteers are welcome. But it, um, it also kind of gives people an opportunity to, to step away so they know that they're not snared in forever and ever. Uh, and, and if you can bless people as they move on, whether they've been there like 12 months, whether they've been there 12 years, uh, then like the models so much good stuff in terms of in, like it's been said it's the succession planning it suggests you've been thinking about this stuff um it also kind of says good stuff to the leaders who are continuing that they know that kind of if they ever leave they're not going to have the mafia trying to track them down like um it says good stuff to the young people about about parting ways in a good way and it also may be that that person then is more likely to come back because they've they've done something for a season they go i'm i'm going to put this down um, but then they come back to it at another point. Um, yeah. And so like, it, it just, it's so, so much positive stuff. Uh, like, so yeah, bless, bless people. Um, as they mm. go. Mm. Amen. Really, really good. Um, we've heard about a couple of resources. Um, is it the key from Susie and you Youthscape essentials? Are there any other resources or anything, any events or anything like that, that you think would be helpful? for people listening to this, watching this, um, to look at as they're trying to build a, uh, a youth team. Um, uh, so, um, there's a Grove booklet. It's one of the really uh, early ones in the youth series, reaching and keeping volunteers. Um, um, a lot of what we've said today, you'll, you'll find it here, but if you want to read it through in your, your own speed, um, and with some extra bits in there, then that's worthwhile. And it's, it's only like, um, like a five or something and you can you can get it as a, a, a pdf i think as well as getting a physical copy um also and i mentioned this earlier but um safer recruitment um, if you work in a church of england context it's really important that you follow safer recruitment when you're um recruiting volunteers um it can seem like a bit of a chunky document it's um it's, it's almost 60 pages long but not all of those pages are relevant and it's written in a quite an easy way to follow through layout it's not super dense um and yeah, there's just some really good guides on, on things to do and things to avoid. So it it is easy to read and it is worth your time. So please do use that. Mm. 
And I, and I guess if you're watching this and you're not from a Church of England context, you can probably access that document. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, would, and we would be big advocates of if you're in a free church, you're part of Elim, you're part of New Frontiers, you're part of the Methodist Church, whoever you're working working with, ministering with, wherever you attend, like, please, please do this safely. Um, like, and, and hopefully if the Church of England can provide those resources, then, then do nick them. Because <laughs> as Graham said, it's really vital that we're looking after young people um, and and safeguarding doing that so it was recruiting our team safely is really important mm. i'd fly a flag for mental health first aid uh, i think it's really important uh, for us to invest in our leaders and train them up to be uh people who can easily well can identify and help to navigate the early stages of low mental health in young people it, uh, i think it's a worthwhile um bit of training to offer all volunteers really um so i would wholly advocate that and advocate the safeguarding i think every denomination should have a safer recruitment policy in place anyway but um it is really important it might feel cumbersome like graham said but it it's it's so it, it's so valuable and it's another way of valuing our volunteers um by putting that in place and that's where you'll find a job description and all that kind of um information really helpful i think so yeah there's loads out there um, I think, but I, I think our greatest resource is kind of each other, really, and getting the most out, out of um, our individual unique context of youth work that we're in, supporting each other, particularly, um, you know, during this unsteady season, really. There are some, there are some cool podcasts out there as well. Like, um, mm -hmm. there's that whole, uh, oh, what's it, like, uh, Mind mind the State of Youth Work? No, that's not right. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Such a charm, Brilliant. Annie. <laughs> he's, he's he's a wonderful guest. I'm he sure is. we'll have him one again. You should. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs>I think that is about all we have time for. Big thank you to Susie and Graham for joining us on this episode. Thank you. Um, and Ben as well, of course. I don't want to forget <laughs> Ben. <laughs> also Ram. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and thank you to everyone who joined us live uh, on YouTube um, if you'd like to join us live next time and ask some questions and interact with the people that we have on the podcast do follow us on Instagram at youthworkstateofmind so you can be kept up to date with when the next episode is going out also we stream live on our YouTube channel called Train Equip inspire which is uh for just that and hopefully this podcast has done some if not all of those things um for you today um so do check out that youtube channel as well and if you're watching live do drop a like and subscribe so you again future podcast episodes you'll get notified when uh, they go out as well um, and if you if you, if you have enjoyed the podcast, we'd love to hear about it. So please do leave a review or rate the podcast if your podcast provider has that feature. I know Apple Podcasts do, but there's many others that do that as well. It really does help us uh, reach more people. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Uh, next time out, in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be tackling the question, how do we start youth ministry from scratch and uh we're looking forward to that one aren't we ben we are we are um it builds oh well it's like we plan this it builds really nicely on from each other so um so we've got a team in place 
what we're gonna do. Or yeah. <laughs> so let's let's yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Who's who's on that? Are we dropping dropping that here? Yeah, yeah, feel free to drop the names. Drop drop the names. Um so we have Emma Gaze, who is part of the Elim Limitless Pioneer team. So launching new youth work in in different churches in the northwest across the Elim network. Um, and Martin Saunders, um, a man who wrote a book called Starting Youth Work from Scratch. Um, which, though he was quick to remind me that was like a decade ago, so some of that might change. But <laughs> um, but no, so we're looking forward to meeting with uh, we meet with them. He also works for Youthscape, by the way. Um, I'll put that, make sure I put that bit in, not just he wrote a book. Um, but yeah, so we're looking forward to that. And, and yeah, when's that? That's the 31st going out then, isn't it? Yep, Monday the 31st of October will be live on YouTube with that, uh, so do join us for that. Um, but until then, it's goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the YouthWork State of Mind podcast. It was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was produced by Ben Green and David Harris with music from Purple Planet. You can listen to more of their music at purple-planet.com. Special thanks to Susie Maple-Dorham and Graham Big for joining us on this episode. For more episodes of the podcast or other youth work resources, visit our website, bdeducation.org.uk and make sure you follow us on Instagram at youthworkstateofmind to be kept up to date with resources, events and future episodes of the podcast.